that's a running gag for Bulldog. He'll be like, wait, like that situation? Like, Where's my phone? I just had my phone. <laughs> this stinks! Who took my... Oh, here it is. You know, like... I've seen some Frasier. I, do, like I don't times. remember that specifically, but... I do remember Bulldog. He is... Best character. Best character? No. 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 <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, he's on the cover of the season one box set. I don't know if he's on the cover of season two or three, but Ooh. he definitely isn't. Five minutes later. If you work in the radio, can you, are you like... You can't win radio It was a CB, a Seattle something, something B. <laughs> Anyways. Are we recording on this? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Hello. That's Andrew. I'm Gideon. Uh, this is the TV Pilot Podcast. Welcome back. Or right. welcome. Are you prepared, children? I don't no? like that. Something else? <laughs> Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Andrew. Come. Come on. I mean, we're... It's like a... It's a thing. It's a... So we're talking about not <laughs> Frasier. Uh, we're talking about um, basically like the animated Frasier. Actually... In terms of accolades, yes. In terms of accolades, uh, run length, in in all ways, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is is Frasier. Is Frasier. (laughs) Gideon is now. uh, Why did I talk in the third person? Uh, I just you just made me realize what my thesis when I go back to school and study television history what my thesis <laughs> will be history. Um, the, I they think start, they start the same year. is Squidward Tentacles not a parody of Frasier? I assumed he was no okay maybe I, no he I I was, write, write, a, write a fucking paper about it maybe I'll read Frasier. they did not start the same year yeah they were about Four years apart. Yeah. Three years apart? The Frasier had time to get its legs under it. Yeah. Well, I think Frasier was popular right off the bat because it was a spinoff of Cheers. Oh. Oh, yeah. The Cheers had the second or third most watched series finale. We shit all over that intro. <laughs> we just, we started talking about Frasier again. <laughs> this week we were talking about SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. The uh, little fella who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Yes. Um, the pilot episode. Uh, I don't know the title. You have the title? Press play. Up your head. Or go back. Oh. This is saying. <laughs> Help, Help wanted. wanted. <laughs> Cut all this out. <laughs> Monetization uh, for take it away because of that two seconds. Um. The pilot episode, Help Wanted. Help Wanted. Uh, followed by... Uh, Fast forward. <laughs> followed by... Um, Reef Blower or something. I'm looking it up real quick. Just so we don't sound like complete idiots. Okay. Help Wanted, Reef Blower, very good. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Tea at the T-Dome. Tea at the T-Dome. But Help Wanted is the pilots. Those other two were after the series was greenlit. Yeah. Just the nature of animated shows that they have shorter, yeah. shorter individual episodes. Children bundle smaller yeah. attention spans. 
I, I think that's, uh, you know, that's not giving kids enough credit. They, well, they can... I mean, to, at what age oh, would you say fair. you're too old for SpongeBob? Yeah. Or like too young for SpongeBob, you that's know? That's fair. It's very broad. There's a point in... Anyways, okay. Do you know the name of the creator? It's at the beginning of every episode. Uh, who? Nope. And I'm assuming you've seen a lot of SpongeBob. I have seen a lot of SpongeBob, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I have seen that name. Audience, ready? Created by Stephen Hillenberg. I've never, I would never have guessed that. Oh, okay. Andrew doesn't support SAG and AFTA. I don't, I don't watch credits. <laughs> um, they could get their money, but keep their names away from the creative endeavors. <laughs> well... He got paid. <laughs> the guy who created SpongeBob, I'm not worried about That's him. 100%. It's still on. Like, it's still running. Yeah, it's still running. They're still I, thought running ended, I thought it ended like four years Didn't ago. Didn't they do a spinoff? There's one with like Patrick and Squidward now? Maybe. Perhaps. The wrong knob. Here we go. Created by Steven by Hillenberg. By Steven Hillenberg. He, as a child, was intrigued by the ocean and arts, but thought drawing fish was boring. <laughs> I mean, you can wrong? kind of see it. You can kind of see it in how he draws the only fish in this episode. <laughs> Anchovies. Anchovies. He majored in marine biology and minored in art. This man had a direct <laughs> path to. He was born to make SpongeBob. He, while working at the Ocean Institute, an uh, organization in California that educated the public about marine science and maritime history, he created a comic called The Intertidal Zone to help teach students about tide pool creatures. Oh, and that's sponges, starfish, crabs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had, yeah, yeah, that's right. Various <laughs> anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic sea creatures that would evolve into SpongeBob characters. Uh, he tried to get the comic professionally published, but no one was interested. Oh, no kidding. Those people sure missed out. Although no, they didn't. It was. It would never have worked as a comic. What was he going to do? Serialize it like Calvin and Hobbes? That's like, 100% fair. Uh, <clears throat> maybe. Maybe. I mean, and now he's SpongeBob. You know? Worked out for him. Worked out for him. Uh, he... He went to an animation festival... And that inspired him to study experimental animation at the Cal Institute of Arts, where he created a film, a little short film, I assume, called Wormholes, about the theory of relativity. And that was his thesis. Not the theory of relativity, but the short film. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's a thesis in animation. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Animate. Uh, <laughs> at one of the festivals that Wormholes was screened at, the creator of Rocco's Modern Life. Remember that show? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it that well, but I remember it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the creator of Rocco's Modern Life, Joe Murray, uh, he approached Hillenberg and offered him a job right then and there. That's nice. Uh, so Hillenberg would direct episodes and became a producer and creative director for Rocco's Modern Life. The stuff people make up now. It was like, yeah, you just go, you just go out and... Uh... You dress nice, you dress in yeah. your suit, and people will just offer you jobs. Just go introduce yourself at the, to the secretary <laughs> of the first floor of this corporation. <laughs> just go talk, to, go talk to Mr. Ren and Stempy, and he will give <laughs> you a job. That is coming up. He'll like your gumption. Eventually. That's a very 90s story. Ren and Stimpy? The No, the, oh, the yes, story yes. you just told me. Uh, <clears throat> one of the writers, 
uh, read the comic, The Intertidal Zone, and encouraged Hillenburg to create a TV series. And while developing the idea after Rocco's was canceled in 1996, he decided to separate it from the popular buddy comedy shows that were popular at the time, such as Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy, Angry Beavers, Cow and Chicken, yada yada yada. Uh, so he focused on one character, the quote weirdest creature he could think of, the sponge. And they didn't want to keep the name Intertidal Zone for the children's cartoon? Uh, so originally the character <laughs> looked like an actual sponge, sea sponge. I thought I might have the answer with this next bullet point, but I didn't. didn't. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just ignored me. We'll, huh? we'll get to there, hopefully. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I wrote this a week ago. <laughs> uh, originally, he looked like an actual sea sponge, but after using childlike entertainers as inspiration, such as Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy, Jerry Lewis, Peewee Herman, rest in peace, Paul Rubin, and he decided that the square kitchen sponge would better fit the square personality of SpongeBob. Is that why he wears like that suit and tie that's sort of... Yeah, it's because, I mean, Spongebob, I mean, I never would have described him as square, but he kind of is a square if you think about it, or, you know? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. definitely, he's a rule follower. He's very bland while also <laughs> not being Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> only, only the most, like, square individual in the world would continue going to boating school well into his 30s. <laughs> That's also, man, you're hitting a bunch of points that are coming up later. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom Kenny had been an actor and a few things in the, I think, starting in the mid 80s uh, and then started doing voice work with Rocco's Modern Life. And that's where he met Steven Hillenburg. And he was approached to voice SpongeBob in 1997, a year after the cancellation of Rocco's. Originally, the show was going to be called SpongeBob, no, SpongeBoy Ahoy. <laughs> How would the world be different <laughs> when in 1999 SpongeBob Ahoy first episode airs? How does the world change now in 2023? Uh, nothing good. Nothing probably. good. Nothing good. Only bad things. That's the dark timeline. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, listeners, we timeline. are not in the darkest timeline. SpongeBob Ahoy. SpongeBob Ahoy. Herald uh, of the end. Spongeboy would have been a mononym for the character. He would have just been Spongeboy. Oh, he wouldn't have had a last name? No last name. That's interesting. Uh, after... I feel like... Mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like the last names give a level of verisimilitude the, yeah, to the, these <laughs> sea creatures. Would the theme... Spongeboy ahoy, Spongeboy ahoy, Spongeboy. No, they would obviously come ahoy. up with a different. They would come up with a different theme song, right? I don't know. I'm not living in the darkest timeline. <laughs> Looks around. Uh, they had done the voice acting was done for the first for the original seven minute pilot when they found out Spongeboy had already been copyrighted. By who? I don't, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> Hillenburg wanted to keep Sponge grammar so people wouldn't think the character was cheese. Oh, oh. He wanted to keep Sponge in the name so people yeah. wouldn't think he was a block of cheese. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> that explains my grammar wasn't bad. It was uh, ambiguous, yeah. I guess. Uh, so they didn't want to think it was cheese so they eventually settled on SpongeBob. Uh, and then when Tom Kenny saw the character design, he said, boy, 
Look at this sponge in square pants, thinking he can get a job in a fast food place. And Hillenberg loved the phrase as soon as he heard it, and so he gave SpongeBob the last name SquarePants, thinking that it would also reinforce the character's nerdiness. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yes. Yeah. Look at them square pants. And that's a big part of the show. Him, him, Just his being pants being squared, being a geek, like yeah. his pencil protector. And... <laughs> uh, when Hillenberg pitched the show to Nickelodeon, he wore a Hawaiian shirt. Brought an underwater terrarium with character models in the little thing and played Hawaiian music just to get the, the theme going. <laughs> uh, and they were given money in two weeks to write the pilot. Uh, he, the Hillenberg creative director Derek Dryman and art director Nick Jennings came back with the pilot pitch. And apparently, some officials for Nickelodeon had to step outside because they were exhausted from laughing. But the creative team, the three of them, were worried about that, not knowing, like, why did they leave? Or are we doing bad? They were just, like, yeah. they were just fed um, up with it. They yeah. were fed up with laughing so much. And then the last hitch before greenlighting the series was that the executives wanted SpongeBob to be a child in school. And Hillenberg almost walked out on Nickelodeon. Can't do and it. Almost gave up on the series. Uh, but they eventually compromised by adding Mrs. Puff and having Spongebob regularly attend boating school. Uh, that was a thing Nickelodeon wanted shows about kids in school. Why? Because the kids that would watch... If they're in school... Directly in school. And they're not watching shows. They, if know. anything, Nickelodeon should want to encourage truancy so more, more eyes are on their <laughs> television. Yeah, true. The show doesn't use scripts. What? They store... They, outline the story and then they send the outline to storyboarding and that's why you'll see at the beginning it will say storyboarded and written by and so during storyboarding when they're drawing the storyboard i feel like i said that too many times in the last 10 seconds but whatever they create the dialogue they come up with the dialogue then uh oh but so there's add jokes the voice actors are oh yes scripts. yes yes it's not a fully fair enough kind of thing they just don't have a dedicated writing staff yes if anything those storyboarders are are working overtime staff. they're being <laughs> exploited yes exactly. this is why we're striking <laughs> this is why the strike is happening <laughs> uh within its first month airing it overtook pokemon as highest rated saturday morning kid series after two years it became nick's Nickelodeon's second highest rated children's program after also a 90s show more early 90s and then to the aughts early 90s into the aughts also didn't have kids in school because they were babies oh it was Rugrats Rugrats oh nice love Rugrats anyways uh, it was praised for its appeal to different age groups almost 40% of its 2.2 million viewers were 18 to 34 Wow. Which is, yeah, impressive. That's, that's so many adults. So many just grown adults. My dad really likes Spongebob. I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a bad show. Like, I enjoyed watching the episodes I did when I was, like, preparing for this episode. But, I, like, I wouldn't have expected it from, you know, people who were 18 to 34 back when it first started airing. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I mean, that's fair. There's a sense of nostalgia for us, yeah. But we're, I mean, we're in that age group, docs. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, if you were to watch any SpongeBob, not any, I think I think there was a decrease in uh, quality 
by like 2008, 10. I don't know. All right, so it had like before then. I guess it had a but, decade of good episodes. But like, yeah, you pick any early SpongeBob episode and watch it. It's funny. Like, even take away that nostalgia. Yeah, it is. You. It, Still enjoy the jokes, not just because you remember them as little, but because they're good jokes. It's very well written uh, for all ages. Uh, so, yeah, my dad would, like, he, he's a teacher, and his, he would get along with his students a lot because he would make Spongebob references. And, uh, <clears throat> its main competitor became Fairly Odd Parents, uh, both switching between first and second place for Nickelodeon every so often. It would just kind of take turns. Fairly Odd Parents, I think, is still running, too. Is it really? I think so. Wow. They've added, like, a bunch of stuff to it. Maybe I should start rewatching that, because I, I really like that show also. You did? Yeah. Was, it was good. You didn't like Fairly Odd Parents? I mean, it was all right. It was all right. What a hater. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, major rating decline in 2012. That sounds about right. I remember Bestie Ever. Do you remember that episode? No? It was like an hour-long special. Maybe not. Maybe not. It was maybe a 30-minute special. <laughs> so it was maybe like a 22-minute special. Like, it had like uh, songs in it. It starts off with them singing, Today's the best day ever. And then his day just goes wrong with each thing. Uh, and then I don't forget what happens. But I remember kind of enjoying it. But I, I distinctly remember kind of looking forward to that. And then not really wanting to watch more Spongebob after. <laughs> not that it was bad, but just... I guess I was maybe old enough to like realize, oh, there is definitely there's definitely been a quality decline in this series. Yeah, mm, it created a huge legacy and is one of the most he is, SpongeBob is one of the most recognizable characters in cartoon history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember seeing a meme that was like Walt Disney rolling in his grave as his <laughs> Mickey Mouse gets overtook by a cartoon sponge. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic. The idea for the pilot was originally Spongebob and Squidward on a road trip, but they gave up on it and went with the concept based on an all experience. fear and loathing. <laughs> what is Spongebob and Squidward the, all loathing? That episode would actually go on to be pizza delivery. Oh, the yeah. Fat pizza is the pizza for you and me. Anyways, uh, so How Wanted is based on experience Hillenburg had while in the Boy Scouts. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know to what Elab- extent. Elaborate. I don't where, know where you get that I wish I could. <laughs> what? Uh, the pilot was excluded from DVD release of season one because Nick didn't want to pay Tiny Tim Estates for the song Living in the Sunlight, Loving in the Moonlight. <laughs> well, just give it to him. Come on, man. <laughs> they probably did eventually, but... <laughs> when it became like really obvious that this was their cash cow? Yeah. Um, well, that's all very interesting. How, okay, let's talk about the show so we can understand how absolutely bonkers it is that this is based off of a real (laughs) story in some way. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, we, we, uh, open on, uh, him waking up for his day. Uh, he is, uh, ready. He is going out to get, uh, his job at the Krusty Krab. Um, he starts off without his signature Krusty Krab employee hat. He doesn't always wear it. He only wears it when he's wearing it. I work. feel like every time you see him... Dude, look that. at that picture right there. Look at all, th- those, <laughs> Look at those two right there. Eat shit. <laughs> I can't imagine those. Spongebob without that hat. <laughs> I think what I imagine him is usually without the hat. Really? Yeah. I wonder... I think most of the time he's not at work. We'll put a poll out somewhere. 
Uh, no, we won't. Pat but no. Pat, Pat will. <laughs> Be sure to vote on our uh, Twitter threads. <laughs> X. Uh, it's called the X now. Oh our, shit. Yeah, threads. Whatever uh, it's called when this uh, when this episode goes out. So, so he he's uh, he prepares for his day. He feeds his uh, snail Gary. Uh, and he uh, heads outside, um, runs by his neighbor's house, Patrick, uh, has sort of an existential crisis on the way to uh, his job interview at the Krusty Krab. He gets cold feet and he gets turns cold around. Feet. And then uh, Patrick Starr, his uh, starfish best friend who lives under a rock. Um, with literally, literally, for though for the six of you that haven't seen SpongeBob, literally, <laughs> he lives under a rock. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's listening to this episode that hasn't seen. SpongeBob I'm talking about for when we have thousands of listeners. Oh, of course. Yeah, you're planning ahead. That's I am good. planning ahead. <laughs> um, he uh, Patrick Starr gives him a bit of a pep talk. Tells him, "Hey, you know, you've been wanting this since you were a, a little sponge." Whose first words were, "May, May I take your, your order? order? May I take your extra?" Whose kindergarten project was making a spatula out of toothpicks? Something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, SpongeBob attacks the interview with a new zeal. <laughs> yes, he runs up and Squidward, a squid, uh, <laughs> is. Cleaning the window, and he sees Spongebob running towards him. He's like, ah, Spongebob. Then he sees the Help Wanted sign, and he starts freaking out. And he tells Mr. Krabs, the owner of the Krusty Krab, uh, he tells him, hey, don't hire this guy. And Mr. Krabs is like, okay. Uh, And so then Spongebob comes in, and he's like, I'm ready to apply. Give me this job. Uh, And... Not so many words. Yeah. Probably more so words, actually. And instead of uh, actually giving him a job or uh, giving him like an interview, um, Mr. Krabs decides to give him a test instead as like, a, oh, you, you know, we'll see if you can accomplish this. So just kind of go away and do something. He tells him to find a, a hydrodynamic spatula with port and starboard attachments and turbo drive. Turbo drive. Uh, and Spongebob, you know, notes this Writes all down. Writes it down and, and heads on out. Yeah. Uh, and he leaves. Uh, and, uh, they start laughing. They start, <laughs> I like Squidward's, Turbo, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, it cuts, you see a bus coming. And then a train of buses. A train of buses. Circle up. And Mr. Krabs stops laughing. He smells something. He says, do you smell that, Squidward? And he's like, what? And the iconic smelly smell that smells smells smelly or whatever it is. Uh, iconic. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say it and then I gave up halfway through. Uh, we don't um, have time for that. And so then he says anchovies. And then it turns out it's a bunch of anchovies because we're living under the ocean. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> so it's all just the and same. And so they'll... If you, if you ask me what character the animator hated to draw most i would say fish before even having that knowledge about him before. general fish just general he hates fish <laughs> so he likes every other marine animal including the squirrel including the squirrel the humble squirrel uh and so these anchovies file into the just rush into the crusty crab there's a literal ocean of them packed they... in like uh, sardines huh. or like anchovies and mr crabs and sponge and squidward the, the little pl- 
place where you register, where you order, is a boat, like a little boat. And so they, they're in that boat on top of this sea of anchovies uh, as this, there's like a riot basically going on uh, for burgers and uh, Krabby, pa- Krabby Patties. Krabby Patties, yeah. And then they're, they're no, that's it. Mr. Krabs and Squidward are, it's over. They're, they're ready to make Through, peace with God. There's all the, like, there's a chaos in this scene, and it cuts back to SpongeBob in a, like, a supermarket shopping for the spatula, just trying to go through, like, an aisle, uh, checking his list, uh, looking for making sure he's getting the yeah, right things. So, so it's like off. very calm atmosphere to the chaos of the Krusty Krab, and I thought that was really, really yeah, funny. That's funny. That's um, good. But yeah, when it when it seems like all hope is lost, uh, Mr. Krabs and Squidward, the boat's broken. They're holding onto like a support beam yeah. right by the roof, uh, and they they say like goodbye to each other or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really <laughs> kind of morbid for the first episode of a children's show, but it's all good. Uh, SpongeBob, the savior, this this sponge among sponges, shows up. Uh, in, uh, flying the spatula like a, a drone. Yeah, like because it has port and starboard attachments that are spinning around because of the turbo drive boost or turbo drive hydro powered. Uh, he uh, swoops in, uh, gets into the kitchen. There's an extended cut of what, what a tiny Tim tiny living Tim. in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight. Yes, having a wonderful time. <laughs> Uh, where he's just like not even making food. It's like a bunch of different like vignettes of him. Like he's slicing, he's slicing stuff. He was running around he's on top food. Of he's everything. making food. He's cutting tomatoes and lettuce. And then he's like stomping on the. He's. Uh, it's <laughs> the patties are lined up under ketchup and ma- mustard dis- uh, dis- dispensers. No, no, so- no, not that one. He's like just running around. The one where he's just circling. I'll show it to enjoying you. Enjoying his job. All right. You don't run around your office having fun? No. Oh. Weird. Um. <laughs> that explains why. Anyways. <laughs> uh, we can cut, we can cut all that out. He, SpongeBob just, bam, goes through all these burgers, just gets them out the window, not even serving them. He's literally just like slapping them out the window with the spatula. And, and the anchovies are just like catching them in the mouth. Yeah, they're going straight into the anchovies' mouths. Head back to the bus. Running back to the bus. And then he serves them all and they leave. And Mr. Krabs is over the moon like, holy cow, that was fantastic. Look at all this money we made. So Mr. Krabs is excited because he's got like a barrel full of money now. And SpongeBob is fantastic at his job. And he's like, you're hired. That was brilliant. And Squidward's upset because he doesn't like SpongeBob for reasons we still don't know. Yeah, we Um, don't know at this point that Squidward is SpongeBob's neighbor. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that was established or if this was... Well, we'll talk about differences in a bit. Uh, Yeah. So then, yeah, SpongeBob is hired. And then Patrick walks in. And kind of like a tag for the episode while without commercials or really. uh, But Patrick walks in and says, yeah, I'll have a Krabby Party patty. And SpongeBob gets this determined look and flies into the kitchen and just starts sh- shooting Krabby Patties at Sponge at Patrick. And Patrick gets like sent out the doors, and Squidward's like, "Mr. Krabs, you gotta look at this, Mr. Krabs." And then it fades to black. Yeah, uh, and that's the pilot that that's got. The pilot it's good. I good. It introduces like the main four characters. The I would say the yeah the char- the four characters who are in the majority of episodes. The three main characters 
the and neighbors and the then Mr. sub Krabs. main character. I would say Mr. Krabs and Sandy are kind of like sub main characters. Yeah, they never appear in episodes together. Or when I think they do, sometimes. there's conflict. Uh, but like the karate episode. Patrick and Squidward are definitely in more episodes than Mr. Krabs and Sandy, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of characters, there's a whole cast of interesting characters in the world, the underwater world of SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. Uh, I want to see if you know some of the less, uh, the less like used characters. Some of the, some of the uh, stars in their own right, but uh, perhaps Excited. less utilized. I'm ready. I'm ready. All Let's right. Let's do this. Uh, okay. We'll start with an easy one. The name of the pirate who hosts special episodes. Patchy? Patchy. Also, Patchy the pirate. Tom Kenny as the voice of SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next, the name of Patchy's parrot. Oh, man. Honestly, I hate you. No. Uh <laughs> I watched the pilot, or I watched the whole 30 minute, 20 minute block, uh, so like the Reef Blower and TFT Dome, uh, but I haven't seen much Spongebob in quite a while. Been a while. It's been a while. You're, you throw a name out there. And especially the, the, pi- the pirate, the pirate's only in like, what, it combines five minutes of screen time over six <laughs> yeah. seasons? I mean, it's in every episode that Patchy is in. So but... five minutes of screen time. <laughs> Uh, so the P, Polly? Polly. Oh, close. It's Potty. Potty the Parrot. Potty. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And here's another one. A little bit harder now. SpongeBob's parents' names. They have names? They have names. Of oh, course they gosh. have names. Mr. and Mrs. Squarepants? Not going to cut it. <laughs> I thought you were answering for me. I was like, oh, cool. Easy. <laughs> uh, what? Harold and Margaret. Interesting. Yeah. Especially considering they named their kid Spongebob. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, they're not going to have the name Sponge in their name. The word. All right. Uh, and now for some random Bikini Bottom citizens. Bikini Bottom is the town. The town, Again, yeah. For these six people. Yeah, I think canonically it's under the Bikini Atoll. Yeah, the Bikini Atoll. Where there was atomic testing. <laughs> um, the guy who says, my leg! Oh, Jerry? No. Name's Brad. <laughs> I was not close. No. Um, the elderly townsperson cued in with banjo music. Is it the orange one, kind of? Kind of tanny orange? Yeah, yeah. But they were like, how many times do I have to keep teach you this lesson? Di- that's a different guy. Oh. Elderly. I don't know. Is Old Man Jenkins. Old Man Jenkins! Old Man Jenkins oh. and his jalopy! Yes! Um... I see a picture of him. And now, not the old man, but the man who says, how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? The the bluefish, right? The bluefish. What's the bluefish? Oh my gosh. Big meaty claws. That guy, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. This character is a troublemaker. He is always in conflict. He has bluefish. With a like sort of spots. thin and yeah, yeah, yeah white shirt feet. and blue and red shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. See, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, what's cool. his name? No, oh, I already told you. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so. but like his name, please. <laughs> what's it to you? <laughs> Do you remember that episode? <laughs> what's it to you? <laughs> what's it to you? What's his name? Harold. He, like SpongeBob's father, is named Harold. <laughs> 
That's all I had because all the other characters are either so obscure I couldn't find their name or too well known. Larry the Lobster. I was, yeah, I was waiting for Larry the Lobster, but then I realized, oh, he's not going to... not going to give you Larry yeah. the Lobster. Are you kidding me? Uh, Mrs. Puff, obviously. Yeah. Um, Bubble Bass. Oh, Bubble Bass. He's only in one episode, I think. Maybe yeah, he appears in the background, but... Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of characters like that that just sort of, like... They have their one episode, their one night in the sun, and then they're just sort of in the crowd when people... When there's like a big riot in Bikini Bottom, which happens kind of often. <laughs> yeah. Plankton. Oh, Plankton. how can we forget Plankton? The villain of the show? He's also, I would say, a sub-main character. Yeah. He has... He's in less of... Every episode he's in, Mr. Krabs is in for the most part. Yeah, and Mr. Krabs has more of his own episodes. Mr. Krabs' daughter, Pearl. Pearl! Um, yeah. The comedy holds up, and so much of the little, like, scenes from this show have filtered into online, like, discourse as memes, oh, yeah. as, like... It's a very memeable show. Yeah. <laughs> it's because of the, like, sort of over... The over-enthusiastic, uh, I, I guess, emotions of the characters. It's just, you know, they're very expressive you can yeah. tell exactly the, what they're the, feeling the animators did a really good job of yeah. making I mean the, is that the mark of a good animator it's the fact that you have so many memes yeah I would say now <laughs> I would say nowadays the mark of a truly good animator is like how many memes get made of their show Bugs Bunny there's quite a few memes yeah no the no meme that's a good mm-hmm. one uh, the the Futurama Futurama shut up and take my money <laughs> yeah uh, you know, yeah, Spongebob has this, I mean, how many YouTube videos are there that are like Spongebob, but it's just the memes. It's like six minutes long, ten minutes long. <laughs> just <I'm> still <laughs> frames. It's truly insane. Uh, yeah, Spongebob, it was, I, I don't know what more to say about it, like, um, okay, so, okay, comparing Pilot, Pilot, yeah, Mr. Krabs, obviously excited about getting money, but... It's not like he's over the top excited about money. He's not. Oh uh, well, uh, I mean, I think the he's not greedy. I think the core of all these characters is there. You know, Squidward's yeah, oh, kind sure. of a jerk. He's just sort of SpongeBob's like foil in the show, where mm-hmm. SpongeBob is like joyous, just more and optimistic, gregarious and optimistic. Squidward is pessimistic and an asshole, and you know all this. Um, and that core is there, and that's consistent throughout the show. Uh, but you yeah, don't see him be true. like, you know, it, Squidward is also like he's pretentious he as well. Played the clarinet yet? He he's not. Clarinet. He's not pretentious yet. He's not pretentious in this. But it's not strange to see him be pretentious. Yeah, based that's on what I'm episode. saying. Like, there, yeah, uh, the core of all these characters is there. The extension of them, that what they became. I would disagree with you on sense. Patrick. I think. I think. I think it's not. Super strange, but like seeing both these, they definitely they flanderize Patrick a little bit in the fact that I think for sure, yeah, I think Patrick in terms of flanderization is the worst. It would be interesting to watch more of the first se- season and see like when that change happens, if it or if it just bam like the next the episode, next episode he's an idiot. That could be interesting, or if it's or like gradual. when. Uh, when Mr. Krabs first becomes like, becomes, like yeah, very like, like greedy. Here's like, my first dollar. Oh, you know, I don't want to spend money unless it's on Mrs. Puff. From the yeah, from the <laughs> first 
from what I can see, it's like the first that dollar episode is the first one I remember where Mr. Krabs is like obsessed with money, like <laughs> overly obsessed. The, with the money. painting, the one with the yeah, the painting. The painting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mrs. Puff is introduced into like four episodes in. You exited out of the thing, so I can't see, but she was there. Yeah, she but was she wasn't the next through. But I mean, I'm I'm but, pretty sure Mrs. Puff. They show her immediately, and mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of change in her character. Yeah, uh, she <laughs> she just gets slowly more unhinged as she has to deal with SpongeBob. <laughs> but that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Uh, Gary. Um, is Gary the snail? Yeah. yeah, they don't really do much with Gary. Ever, ever. There's that one episode where uh, SpongeBob goes into his dreams. I was thinking that exact same thing. Gary's like Gary very intelligent. Like a, yeah. No, in Gary's dream, he's very intelligent. Which does that mean Gary is very intelligent? He just can't talk. Yes. Okay. Is it abuse that SpongeBob just leaves him alone? Also, also? yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I think the show holds up. I think. What would you rate it? Scale of one to ten. Uh, uh, Try not to be biased. I would. I would rate it probably a six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I think I'd give it a eight, an eight, seven point right. seven five, seven. Yeah. You know, seven and three quarters. High seven. I believe uh, that. It's good. Uh, cool. Um. Do you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Are we doing? Are we going on a little hiatus? Is this no? So next week mm-hmm. will be the end, of the se- season one of the TV pilot podcast finale. Ooh, finale! That was a weird sentence. I think season one finale. Season one finale for the TV pilot podcast. That works. There we uh, go. Um, we're uh, gonna do a break. We've kind of caught up. Uh, we were recording this the day before. Uh, we the trailer to... <laughs> comes out. Uh, so Godfrey's going to be doing that for a bit to get the trailer ready. And then only has a week to do, which doesn't take a lot long to do. It's just a matter of We fucked up it. a lot in this episode. Maybe we should have considered that's, that. Yeah, and that <laughs> helps. It uh, doesn't help. Anyways, uh, yeah, so we're going to be taking, we'll be taking a brief hiatus just to, you know, step away, see how things, see how it does. Uh, maybe uh, try and advertise it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe, you know, see what we do. Just try and maybe get it really going. We will be doing a one of our favorite shows, again, because huh? we did Psych last time, but uh, another one of our favorite shows. Do you want to say? Community. Community. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, the ensemble uh, s- comedy uh, from writer-director Dan Harmon. No, he didn't direct. He didn't the Russo direct. brothers directed the whole first season, I think. Wow, and maybe the second season also most of it. But Daniel LaRusso and his brother Anthony. From... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the karate uh, kid. People are saying that the the paintball episodes of Community are what got the Russo brothers the Avengers movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, they know how to do action. <laughs> Clearly, they know how to yeah. do action. They. Uh, it was after they did. Arrested Development as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they did Community. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I didn't know that. I don't know what they did in between. What, but well, I look forward to Dan Harmon, uh, rewatching, uh, rewatching that first episode again. I really Watch it on Hulu, not Netflix. Netflix is the syndicated episode, and so oh. there's like a couple lines, couple things that are just removed. Community. Uh, Joel McHale. 
Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, Allison Brie, uh, Danny Pudi, Yvette Nicole Brown, Jillian Jacobs. Yes, that's yes, the one I was got like. It. Yeah. <laughs> Jillian Anderson is from X Files. Jillian Jacobs, Dean Pelton, <laughs> Dean Pelton, <laughs> Jim Rash. Got it. Jim uh, Rash. Ken Jong, Keith David, the guy from Breaking Bad. I don't know his name. That was in season six. We're not going to talk about him. Paget Brewster is that her name from season six and yeah. an episode of season five? You want to watch? <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, bye, everyone. I guess we're watching YouTube now. <laughs> I respect the podcast. I don't respect. Just wear that when our poll comes out and who your favorite co-host is. Uh, <laughs> I don't respect you. Oh. So you need to work harder to earn my respect. Don't do your psychological BS on them. Okay, peace out, friends. Bye. Bye. Dirty dishes, get Sponge Boy. Looks like mop. A mop is the... A mop. Sponge Boy soaks up all the dirt and grime in your home, on your tiles, on your hardwood, even your carpet. <laughs> Not for use on carpet. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Sponge Boy, uh, feel free to hire me if you need someone for advertising.